On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we're finishing up our series of Nimrod versus Abram. In this episode, we get to see the final fulfillment of the prophecies and dreams that Nimrod was always trying to escape. Tune in now to find out how they are fulfilled. Enjoy. Brandon, Mark, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. I'm, I'm uh, excited to uh, be doing this today. Yep. Finally, uh, I'm sure people have been missing us. So, here's yeah. new. So I'm not always looking at myself. Oh yeah. I fall in love every time. Yeah, every time you see yourself in the, in the visuals. Yeah. So uh, today we're back in the book of Jasher, and we're going to be talking about some fulfillment of some prophecies that. We talked about over the last two. Um, yeah, one was one was whenever uh, Abram was born, and the prophecy of what he would. Well, we covered that part already, right? Yeah. Well, let's just let's just do it real quick. Or, well, actually, though, do you want to start off with this? Yeah. So you have a you have a, a special uh, special drink here today. Yeah, we got. I got uh, this Owens Craft. Ginger beer and lime mix. So, uh, and so we're just going to try it out. This one is cool because, well, I thought, I, for some reason, I thought it was, uh, um, condensed or not condensed, but what is, is that just so anyway? Okay. So we're doing a third. Oh, yeah. Let's put them on the same level. So we got the, a third of, uh, Pure LaCroix. LaCroix, the sparkling water, and then the rest is going to be this ginger beer plus lime from Owens Craft Mix. We'll see how this tastes. Good old Owens. But they have this one that's condensed. Is that what they call it? Condensed? I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, sure that works. But they... Uh, the, so You're saying concentrated? Concentrate, that's yeah. it. They have ones that's concentrated, so you can make it even stronger. I thought this one was one of those, but it's not. So we'll see how this is. Ooh, Fill her good, up. good job there. Oop. Hopefully it's got some good well just wow, I mean, you're you probably can... like, whoa, this flavor is like Yeah. Or the they're here in the mm, smells good. You can smell it from You can smell the lime. Let's see. Really? Hey, Brandon. This is to our to uh, uh, Owens Craft mixers. Yep. No, not that strong. Get Son of a gun. <laughs> there it is. Well, it's got good flavor. Maybe I put too much seltzer water in it. It's not bad. It's just like, a, depending on your expectations, right? Yeah, just a basic, your basic ginger beer. Kind of. I'll finish that. That's good. I have a few extra things for us, though. In this, my bucket oh, cool. of treasures, my ice box of treasures for us. So, Mark's ice box of treasures. Um, but I think well, you're supposed to go a third. It's supposed to be. A, I probably put too much of the other, mm-hmm. the Lacroix. Yeah, so you're supposed to go, um, a fourth of like alcohol, mm-hmm. but we just we did a uh, sparkling water, and then the rest of, and then. 
the three quarters of this, so that might be why it's watered down. It has a good flavor, even though it's a little bit uh, diluted right now. Mm-hmm. It has a good flavor to it. I'm going to add a little more. Oh, it contains juice. 3%. You want some more? Just yeah. to just to kind of strengthen it up. Give me some more. But I'm I'm I think next time I'm gonna try one of those concentrate, get one of those concentrate ones so we can really like to where it makes you cough. Oh, that's better. That adding that in a little bit. Really? A little more, yeah. Yeah, I must have diluted it too much. Yeah, we love coughing, right? Having it so strong that you get the cough. hmm Yeah, like we used to do with Verners. Like <laughs> inhale. <laughs> anyway, so um we're gonna talk about the kind of there's more we want to talk about in Jasher with Abraham and Isaac, at mm. least that, that I want to, um, because the story is different there yeah. than it is in the Bible. Also, um, there's a few other the things. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph in his, in his coat. And we'll talk about that actually kind of t- a little bit today. But okay. Um, but also his whole thing in, in, in Egypt is really cool. And he, he does magic. Oh, that's sweet. Like he oh, looks into this cup. That. He's got oh, this magical I can't wait cup. For that. So <laughs> good, good old Jasher. Yeah, Jasher's actually really third, like a re- really good. Uh, we were just talking about, but actually yeah. entertaining. Yeah, but it, it's consistent too. It doesn't. They don't mess up on the timelines too much. It's or like anything. the book of Genesis that you always wanted. Yeah, with with more stories like. <laughs> Not the condensed version, I guess. So, and it's all, and it all actually, if you look in different um, Jewish traditions and stuff, it, it all lines up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think they're, they're, they are like, oh, well, this is bull or whatever. Sure. It all, you know. So, anyway. But, okay, so the, there was the prophecy whenever what's his name was born. Brandon, you want to look this up? Abram. Yeah. And uh, Jasher 8-2. Yeah. This is the part. Um, the, the, the wise men. Yeah. And they're uh, foretelling of Ab- the evil that Abram will do. Yeah. So just. Was it. What's going on there? So this is. The. Um, yeah. 8-2. Yeah. Well, when they left Terah's house, mm-hmm. they were like, they looked up into the sky and they saw the stars and enough, they saw enough of a light show in the skies that gave them the, they were, they were able to decipher that it had something to do with Terah's son. Yeah. And so, um, there was a one very large star and it came from the east and it ran into the heavens and swallowed up four stars from the four sides of heaven. So that was that was therefore telling that Abram will will um, do evil upon Nimrod. Yeah, because Nimrod at this point was like the king over, at least yeah. in their perspective, the king over the world. And that's what got that's then they went and told Nimrod. That's what got Nim. That's what got Abram killed, baby Abram. Yeah. Although Fake Abram, what happened and is that. His father switched out. He said, okay, give me three days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... And he switched out his baby for one of his handmaid's baby that had been born. 
knowing that if he didn't, the whole household was going to be destroyed. That's what Nimrod said. He goes, you know what? You don't do this. You're all dead. Not even a dog to wag its tail, basically. So, yeah. So, the uh, handmaid... The handmaid... She gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yes. She's the real hero of the story. Mm-hmm. That's... We'll save that for a handmaid's tale. <laughs> you can watch it on Netflix. No. Um, so, uh, so, there's that one. And then... We, as we already talked about, you know, Abram goes up to Noah, Shem, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back, like, with, he had learned all this stuff, actually got to know who God was, you know, and then saw that there's all this idolatry going on. He got thrown into the fire because he destroyed all the idols of his father's house. Yeah. And with, and with his brother. With his brother, who was, um, and uh, his brother died. Abraham survived. And whenever Nimrod saw that, him and all his princes fell down on his feet. And we're going to worship him. He's like, dude, don't worship me. Worship, Just worship the real God. Quit messing around. And they sent him away with like, that was where Abraham got his first like uh, followers, followers and, yeah. and some money from, yeah. from the, the different, they... And uh, then, as we heard in Joshua chapter 12, uh, Nimrod has a dream as he's sitting in his throne. So he's probably just nodding off. Yeah. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) He's probably listening to some court case or whatever. Anyway, um, and he lifted up his eyes and saw a man in the likeness of Abram coming forth from the furnace, and that he came and stood before the king with his drawn sword, and then sprang to the king with his sword. And when the king fled from the man, for he was afraid, and while he was running, the man threw an egg upon his head, upon the king's head, and the oh, yeah. egg became a river. Yeah. And then. You know, the king dreams that his troops sank into that river and died, and the king took flight with the three men who were before him, and he escaped. Okay? And um, and the king looked at these men, and they were clothed in princely dresses as the garments of kings, and had the appearance and majesty of kings. And while they were running, the river again turned into an egg before the king, and there came forth from the egg a young bird which came before the king, and flew at his head and plucked out the king's eye. And then the interpretation um, was, Therefore, my king, surely thou knowest that... Oh, wait. Dang it, where is it? 52. Uh, The interpretation... Let's see. This is nothing else but evil of Abram and his seed, that which will spring up against my lord. Um, the day will come when Abram and his seed and the children of his household will war with my king and they will smite all the king's hosts and his troops. Okay. So this is, this is the, the, another, and, Mm -hmm. and as to what thou hast said concerning the three men, which thou dost see like unto thyself and which should escape. This means that only thou wilt escape with three kings from the kings of the earth who will be with thee in battle. Okay. And that which thou sawest of the river which turned into an egg and the young bird 
plucking out thine eye, this means nothing else but the seed of Abram, which will slay the king in the latter days. So there's kind of, there's two main things is that he's going to be defeated by, by Abram with, along with three other kings. And that in the latter days or later on, yeah, he's going to be killed by one of the seed of Abram. Wow. So, knowing, finding out this, of course, we already told it, said, their idea is like, okay, what you got to do? Kill Abram. Yeah, so that's what, that's what, uh, even though the first time he tried to, definitely went wrong, didn't work, um, Ab- uh, Nimrod wants him out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Anyway, th- and that's where we left off on our last podcast. One of the one of that, the people that, that I was going to say one of the people that they gave one of the servants that was given to Abram was Eliezer. Yeah, and he's the one that. Yeah, he he overheard some stuff. He and, warned him. Finally, um, oh, you know what? They actually go and they talk to. Um, he tells them. Um, and they go, Abram goes and hides at Noah's house. Yeah. With Shem. Noah. That's interesting. It's always, he always goes to Noah and Shem are like a constant thing until Noah dies. And then Shem's the guy. So that, um, he hides there. And then at at a a certain time that it's like, okay, you got to get out of here. You know, um, I think the Lord comes. Now, therefore, hearken to my voice and let us arrive, or, you know, they decide, I think God tells them, hey, you need to leave. And um, and Abram ceased to speak when Noah and his son Shem answered Terah, saying, true is the word which Abram hath said unto thee. And Terah hearkened to the voice, finally. Terah's hearkening yeah. to the voice of his, yeah. of his, uh, the priests, you know, the actual righteous priests. Um, and Terah did all that Abram said, for this was from the Lord that the king should not cause Abram's death. So they left. And v- chapter 13 starts off, and Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot and Haran and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, the wife of his son Abram and all the souls of his household and went from Ur Kasdim. See why they call it Kazdim? Yeah, to go to the land of Canaan. So there they go. They got out of there. Yeah, they they fled. They fled. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. So there's the prophecies. Now there's uh. A little battle that happens where Nimrod kind of gets taken down a peg. Um, where a, there's a guy named Cheddar Leomer. Yeah. Good way, good good pronunciation of the name. Well, the only reason I know, or uh, I, yeah. I heard it because I was listening to it. Yeah, Cheddar Leomer. That's cool. And... Uh, Cheddar, Cheddar Leom, or it's in uh, chapter 13, verses 12. You want to read that? Yeah. 
And in the tenth year of Abram's dwelling in the land of Canaan, there was a war between Nimrod, king of Shinar, and Chedorlaomer, king of Elam. And Nimrod came to fight with Chedorlaomer and to subdue him. For Chedorlaomer was at the time one of the princes of the hosts of Nimrod. And when all the people at the tower were dispersed, and those that remained were also scattered upon the face of the earth, Chedorlaomer went to the land of Elam and reigned over it and rebelled against his lord. So yeah, that was part of that scattering. Because actually, whenever we talked about the the scattering or the the fall of mm-hmm. the tower, yeah. you know, um, Nimrod almost became a joke, not a joke, but almost people mocked him about it. Yeah, like a failure. The, yeah. The, as a big failure. Like, nice try. And and that's where the, the, the kind of... Um, the division of the of the different kingdoms happened and so this is so one this is of the first of of yeah them. yeah of of this guy cheddar leomer who actually is the father of cheddar cheese <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um so so that he he had re he's he kind of broke off but he was still under nimrod now what happened was there was Part of that scattering was Sodom. The, the cities of the plain were created. Yeah. And Sodom, a guy named Sodom came to one part. Another guy named Gomorrah came to another part. And there's some other guys. And you know, and they named them after their own. I know the names of. Yeah, yeah. But Nimrod at that time, uh, in verse 14, it says, And in those days when Nimrod saw that the cities of the plain had rebelled, that's Sodom and Gomorrah, against Cheddar Leomer, because they were paying him taxes. The Cheddar Leomer. Um, he saw that that the cities of the plain were rebelling against against him. So he thought, "Hey, this is my chance yeah, this is my to bring Cheddar Leomer back to me." So he assembled all his princes and subjects, a big number, it says, you know, and went against him. Leomer went to meet him, and in verse fifteen. And all those kings fought there, and Nimrod and his people were smitten before the people of Chedorlaomer. And there fell from Nimrod's men about 600,000. And Mardon, the king's son, fell amongst them. No, not Mardon. Oh, his son. Oh, wait, was that that wicked one? Yeah, Mardon was like the one that was worse than... You think Nimrod was bad? Yeah. (laughs) From the wicked goeth forth wickedness, as the old saying goes. Yeah. Am I right or am I right? Mardon, it was... uh, was rotten and then 16 and nimrod fled and returned in shame and disgrace to his land and he was under subjection to chedorlaomer for a long time and chedorlaomer returned to his land and sent princes of his host to the kings that dwelt around him to arioch king of elisar and to tidal king of goyim and made a covenant with them, and they were all obedient to his commands. So Nimrod got taken down a peg. Yeah, he, he got defeated. He status. saw a chance. He saw a chance for him to kind of actually get some of his power back. Yeah, Nimrod is not doing very well right now. No, well, he should have listened to Abram. Yeah, you know, he shouldn't have bashed that little baby's head. In. Poor baby. Yeah. So anyway, um. So there's there you're kind of seeing, but eventually, I don't know exactly what the timeline is, but 
you know, there's all this stuff going on with Abram and everything. Um, but it's not necessarily. Um, are we going to, we're not going to do the sum. What are we going to, we're going to, oh, we're just going through for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Yeah. So, so, but you see that Cheddar Leomer kind of consolidates with two other guys. Yeah. I forget their names already, but yeah, two other, two other princes. Mm -hmm. So what happens is eventually the people of the plain of Sodom and Gomorrah, oops, decide to, um, that they don't, they're going to rise up again. Yeah. It didn't work the first time, but they decided to rise up again. And they actually have, it seems like they have a pretty good fighting force. And something happened where, between this time where Cheddar Leomer maybe made up with Nimrod. Anyway, in, in chapter 16, it talks... Uh, yeah, because they're on the same side again or something. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that was because, I guess, actually, if Cheddar Leomer had defeated Nimrod, actually, Nimrod was kind of subject to him. Yeah, I think that's what, that's what I interpreted. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go with that. If we find out different, then let, hey. it be, let it be written there. So that'll be our interpretation. It makes sense because, and so, so Cheddar Leomer's now king, you know, the big guy, the big cheese, and he's got this rebellion force, big cheese, Cheddar Leomer. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. Dude, this has a little spice to it. Mm-hmm. You feeling it on your lips? I know I am. But. <laughs> So in chapter sixteen, verse one. Um, so at that time, Cheddar Leomer, king of Elam, sent to all the neighboring kings to Nimrod, king of Shinar, who was then under his power, and to Tidal, king of Goyim, and to Arioch, king of Elisar. Those guys that he had, yeah, he was over with whom he made a covenant, saying, "Come up to me and assist me, that we may smite all the towns of Sodom and its inhabitants." For they have rebelled against me these thirteen years. Like they've been bad news. Yeah, Sodom. That was the thing that that actually got Nimrod to attack in the first place. Is, is Sodom and Gomorrah's, or the cities of the plain were just like these rebels. They were real jerks. We'll find out. Yeah, but uh, they just never. They didn't. If you weren't part of their them, they don't want a part of you at mm-hmm. all. They don't want to be rolled over. And so, but okay, so you got. Cheddar Leomer, King of Elam, right? Yep. Nimrod. Nimrod. And Arioch. So that's... And Tidal. Arioch, that's four kings. Wow. Where have we seen this before? Makes four stars. Nothing Nothing clicks right now. No, like... I'd four, just not... <laughs> no. Yeah, but, so we so got four kings. You got the four kings. Now, in, it's interesting, actually... In uh, in the Bible in Genesis account, uh, it has the four kings, but the king of Shinar is Amraphel, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be Nimrod. Yeah, uh, and there's actually because I was like, what the heck? That's why would they put Nimrod in there? But actually, I got a whole thing. 
according to Rabbi uh, Robin Samuel, Raphael is identical with Nimrod. This is from a Hebrew tradition. Okay. Uh, some say Amraphel was the real name, was his real name, and he was called Nimrod, the chief rebel. Remember, mm-hmm. Nimrod means rebel. As a leader of the tower builders who led the world unto rebellion, so, so that was Nimrod like his was nickname, like his name given to him. Because Maybe it of was like he... a slander, too. Like Nimrod, yeah. Don't be a Nimrod. It is a slander nowadays. Yeah, quit being a Nimrod. <laughs> so well, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, it's not uncommon for you know people's names to not actually be their actual name. It's yeah, more of like a nickname. Yeah. They again. Uh, others again say Nimrod was his real name, and he was called Amraphel as the one who commanded them to cast Abram into the fire. For some, there's there's these different Hebrew characters, so I don't know what they all mean. Among other fanciful etymologies, the name is explained as that of one of those commands brought darkness to start. Okay, whatever. Er, one who provoked and made sport of the world. These are all just different interpretations. But anyway, I thought it was interesting because I was like, why does it say something else? And But there's, it's a Hebrew, like, it's actual, this is actual goes back to Jewish tradition, you know, that, that Amraphel, Amraphel and Nimrod were the same people. So you're yeah. not getting, like, you're going to be, you're going to look in the Bible and say, well, it says somebody else. Where's Nimrod? It doesn't, Nimrod's mentioned once, yeah, you know, as a great hunter, and but according to them, Nimrod is the same, and I thought that was interesting. Interesting that they they have so much um, dialogue. They have so much uh, dialogue on what the name means. Like, well, that's how Jewish people. Yeah, that's when they're that that that's just like yeah, they're just take these different things and they talk about them and discuss them and. And that's how they, you know, I mean, I hate to be served, but that's how they got to be so smart, you know, or deep thinking or whatever. Yeah, like, they, oh, they don't just take things at face value. They're like, oh, let's really, let's really dig into this. I know that. And also in, in Jasser 27 too, um, or, yeah, it said, it, well, you don't have to, it says. Too late, Mark. And Nimrod, king of Babel. And it says the same was Amraphel. Oh, yeah, it does say that. Also frequently went with his mighty men to the field to hunt. And we'll talk about that actually in a little bit. A great hunter. Yeah. So even even the book of Jasher, you know, covers that. So, the, I mean, it's consistent. Like I said, Jasher, I don't know. I think Jasher's pretty, like we were, I was talking to you earlier. I was like, it's like really consistent. It's got a lot of, you know, I mean, basically Ginsburg... It's not Allen Ginsberg. I don't know. Jacob. Anyway, whatever Ginsberg, the guy that wrote the Legends of the Jews. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically, it's slightly different from the Book of Jasher, but it's pretty much the same. It's all from the traditions of, of the of the. And I think another rabbis. reason why it's consistent. Well, another reason why you mentioned how consistent it was is. Like it keeps like one of the things about Genesis is like it goes back and forth and things don't make sense. Like it uses one name here and then one name there. Yeah, and then and so it's Jasher's consistent with but, like 
it keeps to the same story. Yeah, and you also, but in the thing in the Bible where there's there's little references like to Melchizedek, yeah. where like in here you find out actually in in chapter sixteen. I'm just the uh, it's it in it's chapter sixteen verse eleven. It says, "And Adonizedek, king of Jerusalem." Mm-hmm. The same was Shem went out to meet Abram. Okay, let's talk about this actually. So, okay, w- okay. So oh, wait, we haven't even gotten to the battle yet. Oh, <laughs> so let's do the battle. But okay, so but I was just saying that the four kings that are mentioned in that prophecy when when Abram was born are these four kings now that are going to battle the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And what does it have to do with Abram? Nothing actually, except for his. Uh, let's let in chapter verse six. The only thing it has to do with, and they went. So they got these four kings together, you know, and the, so yeah. uh, chapter two. And these four kings went up with all their camps, and the five kings of Sodom and Gomorrah, the five cities of the plain, went up, went out to meet them, and they all joined together in the battle in, in the Valley of Siddim. And um, chapter, verse 6 says, they plundered all the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, and here it is. And they also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, and mm-hmm. his property. And they seized all the goods of the cities of Sodom, and they went away. And eunuch, or... Yeah, Abram's servant, who was in the battle, saw this and told Abram and all the king that all that the kings had done to the cities of Sodom and Lot was taken captive by them. So, how did Abram get involved? Because he had nothing to do with Sodom. Yeah, his nephew, his nephew, yeah, got got taken. Yeah. Well, they they had had a problem earlier because Lot was, um, in. In Canaan, I think, or in that area, they Lot was he kept on having his sheep feed on the other people's land. Yeah, and they were complaining to Abram because Abram basically adopted him because mm-hmm. his father was it was yep, with, had been burnt alive, you know. With and so, and Abram didn't have any kids, so he took Lot as his basically oh, as true. his son. Yes, raised him up, and then um, at least that's their tradition i guess but, yeah but uh and so but abram kept on telling him hey you, you know you need to keep your your animals on the on your, your their land because these people they don't we're strangers here and they're getting pissed you know they're yeah they don't upset. like us doing this and and then finally abram's like okay lot you need to go find yourself a really nice place i need to be but i can't have you associated you know you need to kind of go find your own place yeah because you're just you're and so that's how that's how Lot ended up over by Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, and apparently he was important enough to be captured. Yeah, not killed. Yeah. No, he was yeah, well he had flocks and stuff. He was Yeah, he was he was well. Yeah, he I mean Abram and and them were all doing good. So anyway, so that's how Abram gets and, oh, and one of the things Abram told him was, "Hey, if anything happens, you call for me." He told him that he goes, but I can't have you here right now because you're just making too much trouble. But if anything happens, you let me know. You know, he's kind of like the Godfather, like yeah, 
And so something happened. And so that's why Abram got involved with Sodom and Gomorrah and and in the battle of these nine kings, four yeah, of which... Five and four. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Abram was pissed. Verse seven and eight. And Abram heard this and he rose up with about 318 men that were with him. And he that night pursued these kings and smote them. And they all fell before Abram and his men. And there were none remaining but the four kings who fled. And they went each his own road. See? So there you go. There's the fulfillment of that prophecy. Yeah, just, sim- just, just a simple little, just like take 300 men. And they just went and like did took care of business. Yeah, what did he say? Um, the guy, but we see the fulfillment. Um, and as to that, thou hast has said concerning the three which thou didst see like unto thyself and which did escape this means that thou only will escape with three kings from the kings of the earth who shall be with thee in battle there's the fulfillment of that prophecy and i think the numbers here because you see that abram only has 380 18 men the numbers probably weren't even in these epic battles they were probably small, pretty small numbers. Yeah, they weren't like they weren't like the um, well, embellished numbers. And some of these, yeah, seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You're just like what? Like nine hundred thousand people that came to see Abram get killed. Yeah, when he was thrown into the fire. Yeah, yeah. like but that but these hundreds of more numbers real, are more, more realistic, realistic even yeah. for these kingdoms. Yeah, you know, at least in my opinion. But no, it's totally. I, I have I share that opinion, Mark. Am I wearing? What are the I can't think of an archaeologist hat or something. <laughs> that right. plastic hat. Yeah. <laughs> they all wear. Anyway. Uh, so, um, so that he went, he goes forth and he rescues. Um, and Abram recovered all the property of Sodom. And he also recovered Lot and his property. Yeah. His wives and his little ones all belonging to him. So that Lot, oh, good old Lot. lacked nothing. Good old lot. So, um, there's the fulfillment of that part of the prophecy. Interesting thing is what we were talking about in uh, in verse eleven. Um, there. Well, let's go to the Bible real quick. Brandon, can you what open I... up your scriptures? Oh, thank you. Now, so um, go ahead. I think it's interesting. It never mentions. Jerusalem's never mentioned, you know, before this. Jerusalem, oh, the city. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the king of Jerusalem. Well, let's, let's, uh, dang, did I write it down? Oh, wait, I think I wrote on the next page. Genesis 14, 18 through 20. Sorry. Um, Because this is right after, and this is just a weird... Like coink or thing that's but um yeah so this is Melchizedek king of Salem yeah okay yeah read that let's see um so eighteen through twenty yeah so and, and Melchizedek king of Salem brought forth bread and wine and he was the priest of the Most High God yeah. Keep going. And he blessed him, and he said, 
Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave tithes. Oh, this is the part that we talked about. Oh, he oh and he gave, Yeah, he gave him tithes of all. Yeah. Okay, so he Abram pl- pays tithes to Melchizedek. Or to Melchizedek. Yeah. Okay. And wh- who is he? He's king of. Well, in this, it says he's the um, king of king of Salem. That's what it's, he's. Okay, so you got that, but then in in here, okay, in Jasher, and yeah, in Jasher chapter sixteen, verse eleven, and Adonizedek, yeah. king of Jerusalem. The same was Shem. Yep. Went out with his men to meet Abram and his people with, with bread and wine, and they remained together in the valley of Melech. Interesting name. And Adonizedek, who's Shem, again, bless Abram. And Abram gave him a tenth from all that he had brought from the spoils of his enemies. And for Adonizedek was a priest before God. Or yeah. Shem. Yeah. So the, the, I mean, this seems to kind of solve the mystery of who the heck Melchizedek was, you know? Well, yeah. And there's some, what I didn't realize this, but there's something interesting here. So Adonizedek, right? Who we now are like, oh, this is the same as Melchizedek, mm-hmm. right? Um, Adonai means Lord, right? Okay. That's the Hebrew word for Lord. Okay. That's why the, you know, that's what, you know, usually this, that, that word's used to, to describe God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zedek means righteousness. Zedek. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Lord of righteousness, right? Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem. But what's interesting is it says, and then they're together, they together in the valley of Melech. Mm-hmm. Melech is the word for king. And it's... <laughs> And, Mel- Melchizedek, yeah, you know, and, it's, it's like, and then the other name for the other name for uh, <laughs> is Melchizedek. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It all kind of come. It all ties this story together. So the 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 thing, and it makes sense because who the heck is this guy? Suddenly, like in the Bible, suddenly this guy wanders in mm-hmm. after this big battle, mm-hmm. and but Abram is blessed by him. He pays him tithes. They have it in the Bible. What did they have? Bread and wine, or I think it was it was bread and it was bread at least. Yeah. Anyway, they so they do this whole thing, and this priest blesses him, and it's like what? Because another thing is that one thing that Abram does specifically to um, the kings of Sodom, they're like, "Hey, we'll give you, you know, thanks so much for saving us." Mm-hmm. You know, um, in in chapter fourteen. Abram answered the kings of Sodom, saying, As the Lord liveth, who createth, created heaven and earth, and who redeemed my soul from all affliction, and who delivered me this day from my enemies, and gave me into gave them into my hand, I will not take anything belonging to you, that you may not boast tomorrow, saying, Abram became rich from our property that he saved. He... he the, uh, Melchizedek, or had nothing to do with 
Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. those cities. He wanted nothing to do with them. He's and he wouldn't. He's like, I'll I'll take nothing. All I want is for you to restore, you know, lot stuff, and also give payment to the guys I had to hire to come rescue you. That's it. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with you. So I'm saying it's like these two. So who the heck is this guy that wanders in in the Bible? And you never get an answer to it. That Abram bowed down, not bow, you know. Yeah, but. yeah, basically paid tithes to and gave respect to. Yeah. So what's interesting is up until now, and this might be the first real inconsistency in a way. Oh, you do got some treasures in that uh, ice chest. Well, let's, let's, right now we're going to have a Barrett's. Have we ever had a Barrett's before? I don't think so. Bermuda Stone. That's right. This is a Bermuda original. Bermuda's favorite. It's a different kind of. It's good. I like it. It's sweet. It's a little too sweet for being sugar free. This is really sugar free. Barrett's. Anyway. Um, oh, so what I was saying is, um, did you finish yours? Yeah. You just. Well, you don't have to finish it. It's fine. Okay, keep going though. Oh, is that up until now, several times Abram goes and visits Shem and Noah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this time, the king of Jerusalem, Shem, you know, it's, it's kind of like a different, it comes in a different way. Before it's always like, oh, like, where Noah the is he Shem going? Or some like in some secret place. They're going like, to hide. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's going to hide there. Yeah, and it's like well, it makes sense that he could hide there if they had their own like righteous kingdom or something, or or not. Yeah. So, anyways, um, that's pretty. I like that though. I like that. This I like this whole Adonizedek thing because. I've heard before that Shem and Melchizedek are the same person, but I was never totally sure where that was found. Yeah, it's right here in, in Jasher, and in the traditions of the Jews. I mean, and in the traditions of the Jews, it's not just you know. So anyway, so I'm, he so there's there's this higher priesthood or whatever because mm-hmm. he's a priest. Yeah. He's a king that, and that a priest. He, that Abram is under. So, something that you, you never hear about. Mm-mm. No. But is you can see it right in the Bible, too, in those verses. So, anyway, that's neither. That's just an interesting aside. So, if you've ever wondered, who the heck is this guy paying tithes, or he paying tithes mm-hmm. to and getting blessed by? Because otherwise, it's always like these angels that come to him. Yeah, it's almost like uh, the. It's almost like the you know we know that the translation different translations and different like you know the different versions of the book of Genesis and stuff they all have little differences in there and it's almost like sometimes when this when they were writing them transcribing them down they just would mix up. Adonai and Melek, you know, and Mekhezdek and Adonai, it's the same name. Yeah. 
They just, for some reason, just wrote it differently. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so, but like I said, um, he wants nothing to do with Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. He's like, I just came to rescue my nephew. I paid the guys that I had to hire for the army and stuff and restore his stuff and we're good. But you saw that fulfillment of that first prophecy. Those yeah. three, I mean, you know. I would it, hate to be, I would hate to be those stars. Yeah. Fallen stars, dude. Yeah. So. Um, and th- so there's the fulfillment of that prophecy. Now we're going to have to skip ahead. Because, because we're going to go to the next fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. Was that 27 um, ish? Yeah, it's uh 26. Um oh wait, I got it right here. 27, yeah. There's a, a couple generations later. Yeah, and we're only skipping ahead this go, far just because of the fulfillment of the prophecies, right? Yeah, Abram marries Sarai. Sarai. Sarai has Isaac. Abraham, yeah, Isaac. Isaac has marries Rebecca, or is it Rachel or Rebecca? I don't know. Dang it! An R, some R name. Why? I would get those two names mixed up. So well, Isaac it, marries someone, and and he Isaac has, marries, and he has two kids. Actually, let's go to uh, twenty-seven. So he has Jacob and Esau. And who was his mom? Their mommy. Rachel, Rebecca. It was Rebecca. So this is Isaac's. Wait. What did we say? Sarah. Abram. (laughs) Oh, Rebecca. Okay. Isaac, the son of Rebecca. Rebecca, his wife, was still barren in those days. You got to know that. Okay. So, so it was Isaac and Rebecca. Okay. So what happened was uh, he sent. Um, anyway, we don't have to go through all that. We can. Um, yeah. Not too important. But okay, so Rebecca gets pregnant. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like, in her seventh month of pregnancy, and she's like, what the freak. Like she starts asking the other pregnant ladies, "Hey, have you ever had this happen? There's something weird going on in her belly." Yeah, and and what does she do? She goes to the land of Moriah to seek the Lord, and she went to Shem mm. and Eber, his son, to make inquiries concerning the matter. She goes to the high priest. Yeah, Shem's still hanging around. Yeah. So anyway, um, and and then also Abram, Abraham. Now he's Abraham. His mm-hmm. name was changed. But uh, whenever he had finally made a co- you know, got he made a covenant, and, covenant with the yeah. Lord. Anyway, so so it was they. It ends up God's like, do you have you're having twins? She's like, what? Twins? Twice the fun? So I don't think I ever realized that Jacob and Esau were twins. Does it say that? Does that come mm-hmm. to that in the Bible? Yeah. Oh. What happens is, um, yeah, because remember what, like, okay, so what happens when they're born, 
this little hair. Okay, let's go. Let's, oh, that's right. That's right. Um. Oh, let's, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Did like a contest to see which one it was first. Well, no, because this is it's it's actually kind of important how they're born. So this is. Um. What we got? What is it about? Rebecca. Twenty. Twenty-four-ish. Oh, it's uh, it's actually probably twenty-five. Yeah, Rebecca can see. Um. Okay. And Isaac. Okay. So the children struggle together within her. Mm-hmm. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And and, and here we find out she goes to the, the top guys, Shem and, and Shem's son, and then Abraham, Abraham and stuff. And in verse 23, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Okay, and and twenty four, I'm twenty four, twenty. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first one came out red, all over like a hairy garment. (laughs) And they called his name Esau. Yeah. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took a hold of Esau's heel, Mm -hmm. and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. So anyway, so okay, there's they're twins, but one of the things is that Esau's born first, mm-hmm. and he's red for some. I don't know what the if that means red hair. If that means and, like he would just like and darker. it says red came out red all over like an hairy garment. I don't know. And he was like a werewolf baby. Well, you know, some kids are born. And they do have yeah, they have like a lot of fuzz on them. Like, yeah, yeah, like fuzz on their back and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my niece, she had a little fuzz. She had dark fuzz on her back. Yeah, I've seen that before. So, yeah, maybe he was just like a hairy kid. And in here, it says that he people whenever he was born. Um, dang it, I don't have a mark. Well, that he was born like f- full like. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. And so, but, okay. So Jacob came out second and he was, his little, his little baby hand was holding onto the heel. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, dang, I thought I wrote it down. That, uh, Jacob. Oh no, no. I wrote that later. I wrote that in here. I did write it. Um, that his name actually means heel. Jacob means heel catcher. Really? Yeah. Cool. He was always on the heel. And, and this kind of, this, the, this goes to, you know, somebody's always on your heels or, you know, there, there's that saying. Yeah. What is it? Kind of like yeah. they're, they're the coattails of other people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a supplanter too. His name means that too. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of a, like he's actually like like uh what's his name comes first 
And then he's, he's hanging course. on his coattails or his heel. Jacob, as he, you know, always the second, but he's the one that actually gets everything. Yeah. As we find out later. Yeah. So Yaakov means he who supplants. Yeah. Interesting. So that's what I'm saying. What's they made the was the one that came out, but Jacob's He's like, hanging no. on to the coattails. No, you, no, you don't. <laughs> so you see in the birth that whole thing. Anyway, yeah, clever. Yeah. So, um, so they grow up, and there's there's Esau becomes a he likes to hunt. He likes to get his hunt on. Yeah, Esau's a hunter. He likes to hunt. Yeah. Um and uh yeah. Uh he likes to hunt, yeah, and he's not he's not really into the the righteous thing or whatever. Um later on uh Isaac goes to Shaman Eber and it says, you know, he learned the instructions of the Lord and Jacob remained in the house of Shem and Eber for 32 years. This is later. And Esau, his brother, did not go. Okay. Yeah. For he was not willing to go. This is later on. Yeah. He just didn't want anything to do. He's like, and he remained in his father's house. Esau was continually hunting in the fields. Yeah. That's kind of what Esau was he about. the life of a hunter. Yeah. He wasn't into yeah. spirituality yeah, or he whatever. To go out and have, have fun and hunt. Mm-hmm. That's what all the that's what all the cool kids did mm-hmm. back then. Nimrod liked to hunt. Nimrod was a big hunter in chapter twenty seven. Okay, so this is where it gets us. So they grew up together. Jacob favors Esau, and Rebecca, right, favors. Wait, Isaac favors Esau. And Rebecca seems to favor Jake, Jacob, right? That's what it seems like to mm-hmm. me. Anyway, whatever. It's just they're growing up together and they're different. Well, yeah, one's a mama's boy, one's a hunter. Well, yeah, and 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 um, but it's also like Isaac is, or yeah, it's also or Jacob is like um, well, he's like the letter, the letter of the law. Like, hey, you, you know, he's first. Yeah. The mom's like, no, 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 but, uh, you know, Jacob is right, the rightful. Like, he's he's more like, he's uh, he's going to do our family good. He's going to uphold the name of our family better than a hunter yeah. Esau. I mean, right from the beginning, him being that hairy guy or whatever, they're just like, dude, he's, he's just a man of the world. He's yeah. out there doing, you know, like, Why do- he's the man. Why do, does it seem alpha. like this, the the Hebrew scriptures always associate hair with like manliness? Yeah, but not even or was, wickedness. Or, yeah, yeah. Like remember the the whole like like Cain was a uh, you know Cain was a uh, I don't know if the scriptures do this, but you know the, if you heard like Cain is like a was it Cain? Yeah, like he was like a people would associate Cain with being like this like. Gross. Well, you're picking the wrestler. <laughs> oh, he there is a there, there is a wrestler. But he's all like huh? got that stringy hair. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just the way it is. But they they kind of set it up from the right from the beginning 
that he was just <laughs> he this. Worked. That was awesome. <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. But uh, is anyway, is so Barrett, let's get let's Barrett's man. Yeah, it's actually pretty. It's I like really it. good. Yeah. I it's okay. This it's uh, just to let you know, Barrett's. It doesn't have as a lot of like the the super ginger, mm-hmm. but it's a nice sweet. It it's a good like a sweet tasty soda. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. No Ooh, and I'm getting to the bottom. I see a bunch of stuff floating down there. I no wonder good. why it's uh, Bermuda's favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. So anyway, there's this kind of, as there always is with brothers in the Bible, that's the thing in the Bible. Yeah. You have little, remember, Abel. Yeah. Or not Abel. Yeah, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. You know, you have one that's like doing everything that he's supposed to. You have the other one that's out there kind of getting things done. Yeah. You know, but doing his own thing, I guess. Like, you know. And so... In this case, uh, Esau... Okay, let's do chapter 27. We're on 27, right? Yeah. So, the Esau... Yeah, we'll go every other verse, episode 5. How about that? So, so this is after Abraham dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Abraham dies um, in 26, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in verse one, in Esau at that time, after the death of Abraham. Oh, that's why I was trying to say that we're skipping ahead a lot. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing like the Bible does. Yeah. Even yeah. quicker. Sure. We're like, I mean, they went, they at least gave it a couple chapters, but. So um, Esau frequently went into the field to hunt. So much. And the, Nimrod, the king of Babel, who this like, oh, we read this. Wait, who, who, what else is he known as? That's right. It's the same was Am Raphael. This is the same verse we read earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Also frequently went with his mighty men to hunt in the field and to walk about with his men in the cool cool, cool of the day. I love the, the imagery. Like, Nimrod, like they go for a little hunt and then they just kind of walk around together and just like. Well, imagine like being out like in a desert area or whatever. And... uh like whenever that sun starts going down and kind of like the just the cool of the yeah day. this is where the cool kids go like going out into the fields to hunt that's mm-hmm. where that's where all the cool people go that's where you go and that's why Esau wanted to go do that because Nimrod and his men they were going out who hunting all the time too you know who was a there was a thing where they had a huge game preserve in Mesopotamia where they had put up giant walls or was that in china anyway they had a big actual game preserve that they had i think it might have been in mesopotamia hmm. whenever i read on the seven wonders yeah. of the ancient world and they would just like, and they, they're hanging gardens you yeah. know to, oops because you're in the middle of the desert but then you have the all this foliage and stuff that yeah so this could have let's just say that the, that let's think about or the let me just go off on this thing is that maybe Esau had snuck into the hunting grounds, the king's private hunting grounds. Okay, mm-hmm. this would make this would make it more even sense. more like because uh, I don't know. I just like that idea. 
Well, that, the, I mean, because you know, kings—they this is their land, everything, yeah, and you have king. to get their permission. Yeah. So, okay, and it makes more sense whenever you hear about what Esau does. Yeah, he um, because without that, without your, without your uh, theory, it doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, you're just like what? Okay, so yeah. uh, and then verse so uh, verse three, and Nimrod was observing Esau all the days. For a jealousy was formed in the heart of Nimrod against Esau. For some Esau reason, Esau was just good at hunting. Well, and then he was also the ancestor of Abram, who kicked their butts, <laughs> who had kind of like tore down any kind of, you know, their yeah, kingdoms. He has a long feud with that family. Yeah. Okay, so the, yeah, this is in verse five. It was where. Um, yeah, where you're kind of like, what? Why is he doing this? So I'll read four real quick. And on a certain oh, day, yeah. Esau went into the field to hunt, and he found Nimrod walking in the wilderness with two of his men. Okay. So this is where my theory starts coming in, where it's like, he's he's hunting, but then all of a sudden, oh, crap, Nimrod and two other guys. Yeah, yeah, I can't be here. Like, and then, yeah, verse five. And all his mighty men and his people were with him in the wilderness. But they removed at a distance from him, and they went they went from him in different directions to hunt. And Esau concealed himself for Nimrod for Nimrod and he from, from Nimrod, I should I say. Know. And he lurked for him in the wilderness. So he was kinda like hiding from Nimrod. Yeah. Like, he's like, Crap, they're gonna they're gonna find me. I'm not supposed to be here. And Nimrod and his men that were with him did not know him, and Nimrod and his men frequently walked about in the field on at the cool of the day. The third time it's mentioned that God used to do that in the Garden of Eden. Remember? Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, like I, sometimes he would just walk through. Oh, nice. All of a sudden, like Adam and Eve would be there, and all of a sudden they see this pair of feet just walking through the garden. Like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> and to know where his men were hunting in the field, so okay. Nimrod was just kind of checking around and make see where his his men were all hunting at. Yeah, but they had divided up. You know, the other because he had a bunch of people with him. That's why I'm saying. Um, and Nimrod was the great hunter. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one, no one out hunts Nimrod in his own hunting ground, right? No, they don't. And Nimrod and two of his men that were with him came to the place where they were, when Esau started suddenly from his lurking place and drew his sword, and hastened and ran to Nimrod, and cut off his head. Off with his head. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like I said, it's kind of like. Like, they 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 just kind of walked right to where Esau was trying to hide. Yeah, and he's just like, okay, it's on. Yeah, it's like a, it's like um, there's so much not being said too. But oh well, that's 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 frequent. In well, yeah, no, stuff. but there's a lot more being said here than oh, in the Bible. Is, totally. <laughs> so um, and and then uh, Esau also fought off the two men. Yeah, they fought a desperate him. fight with the two men. And he turned and smote them so to he, death he, with his sword. He killed the other two guys. With too. his sword. With his sword. Sword. And all the mighty men of Nimrod who had left him to go into the wilderness heard the cry at a distance, and they knew the voices of those two men. And they ran to know that the cause of it, and when they found their king and the two men that were with him lying dead in the wilderness. So there you go. Nimrod just got his head chopped. Because he had kind of stumbled onto, and he had already been after Esau for some reason. Like I said, he it says that's what I'm saying. It's may, 
you know, we're speculating, but he had already been observing Esau all the days. He probably seen because Esau loved to hunt. He had already, but and he had already freaking Esau's always coming in here and getting my animal, you know, and yeah, you know, you see this little hairy red butt go over the wall <laughs> to escape. <laughs> He's a little hairy guy, but um, you know it's like freaking Esau again. So <laughs> so <the> imagery <laughs> climbing over the wall. <laughs> There's like a patch of hair left on it, you know. Like uh, anyway, but uh, so finally it gets to the point. There's all these guys out there, you know. Uh, Nimrod had come with his yeah. a bunch of people, so they all they're ran. all off. And Nimrod and and Austin Esau's like, oh crap! And so he's just trying to hide. And and then Nimrod and two of his guys just get too close, and it's like, okay, wink, just yeah. lobs off Nimrod's head, and then fights the other two, overcomes them, and kills them. And then they hear. The, the guys off in the distance hear the struggle. The guys are like, hey, help, you know. And all of a sudden, they get there and and there's three dead guys. Yep. And a red streak running through the yep. wilderness. And uh, and uh, they're and a robeless king. Yeah, okay. So yeah, read that in verse 10. And when Esau saw the mighty men of Nimrod coming at a distance, he fled. And thereby escaped, and Esau took the valuable the valuable garments of Nimrod, which Nimrod's father had bequeathed to Nimrod, mm-hmm. and with which Nimrod prevailed over the whole land, and he ran and concealed them in his house. And Esau took those garments and ran into the city on account of Nimrod's men, and he came into his father's house wearied and exhausted from fight, and he was ready to die through grief when he approached his brother Jacob and sat before him. Okay, so... He, it makes specific it, it it for whatever reasons like okay he had killed he killed Nimrod chopped off his head killed his other two guys what, Nimrod was wearing his gar his power garments yeah his power cloak or whatever yeah you know where he could prevail the same one that he that got Noah used yeah in my opinion to get the animals on the ark that gave him dominion over the animal creatures of the earth that adam wore you know that that so it was it was mm-hmm. from adam to enoch got it yeah enoch to noah noah got it stolen, stolen. from ham the same exact thing happened with nimrod where all of a sudden Somebody takes the garment and he's yeah. suddenly naked and his other two sons have to cover him up. Mm-hmm. So, but Esau saw how the valuable garment, he's like, dude, that is. Those are those that's, robes. That's the, the robes of power. So he take he makes sure he takes those garments and he hides them in his house. But he's fleeing, you know, from. Because now he has a bunch of people. And they saw that red streak, so yeah. they know that it was him. <laughs> Nimrod was here, <laughs> or not Nimrod? Uh, Esau. Esau was here. So, so he. That's what I'm saying. They're like, and he took those valuable garments of Nimrod, which Nimrod's father had bequeathed. Yes, good choice of words there. That's like <laughs> to him, and which helped him. These these garments helped him prevail 
over the whole land. Yeah, they're, they're basically the king's robes. The, so there were, but okay, the these magical. were handed down. They were the birthright. Yeah, from whoever, father to son, father to rules. son, father to son. Yeah, you know. So, but he is running for his life. He hid the garments. So, like you said, he run. He hid them. He came to his father's house weary, and he was ready to die through grief when he approached his brother Jacob and sat before him. In verse 12. And he said unto his brother Jacob, Behold, I shall die this day. And wherefore then do I want the, this birthright? Want the birthright? Want the birthright. What's he talking about? Well, he currently has the birthright. Yeah. Like, yeah. What good is what yeah. good are these dumb garments going to do me? Yeah. I'm dying. And Jacob acted wisely with Esau in this manner, and Esau sold his birthright to Jacob, for it was sought it was so brought for it was so brought about by the Lord. Yep. So yeah, um And and one clever. thing one thing that Jacob does is that he writes and Jacob wrote the whole of this, this because he's he's like, I'll I'll take care of you and feed you, you'll sure. live. But he wrote, and they made a, a thing in a book. Jacob oh, yeah. wrote the whole of this in a book, and he testified the same with witnesses, and he sealed it, and the book remained in the hands of Jacob. And this is uh, something to do with Mesopotamia, but in Mesopotamia, you had these, you know, the clay tablets that we talked about, yeah. and you could write something, and then each person would have, like, a role, and it would have, like, kind of like a king would have with a ring, where you... What's yeah. that called? Sigil. You seal it, yeah, with the sigil. But these things were rolls, so it was even harder to to duplicate. So it'd be it had the things carved in it, and you'd roll it, and it would make an image. Oh, is that what they? Is that how they did it? Yeah, it was, yeah. For for that that different you know uh, people, that would be like their signature. Yeah, and so they'd 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 have these clay t- clay tablets, write it. And then they could each put their sigil or roll their their thing, you know, their imprint in it. And then they would bake the clay. Yeah. And it would be a permanent record. So that's cool. Jacob's like, okay, let's, hey, let's let's uh, sign this. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Th- then here, put your sigil in here. We'll write it up. And so you got a permanent record. So yeah, because you're not gonna we can't just do word of mouth on this one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, so that's just an interesting. So, so uh, you know, he had he had gotten the garment front. He had he had gotten the garment. You know, thought enough to strip it from Nimrod when he killed him. But by the time he got to his father's house and Jacob was there, um. Oh, and let's. Uh, he said, okay, this is, this, it doesn't matter. I I need to just help me, save me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then in verse, uh, oh yeah, Genesis 25. Um, Okay, in, in in Genesis it says it this way, and Jacob sawed pottage. Yes. And Esau came from the field, and he was faint. 
And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray Mm -hmm. thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom, whatever that means. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Okay. This is, that's uh, in verse 31 of Genesis 25. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he swear unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob, and Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised despised his birthright. So the Genesis accounts like... Like crummy, like, like the well, I'm is. saying no. People can't make you. Whenever, whenever you hear the the thing, you're like, why? What? And then people are like, for some for some potted for some food. Yeah, Plus. it doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. This 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 other account makes so much more sense. It's mm-hmm. like he's running for his life, and he's just like, hey, you know, it's like it doesn't. Anyway, I've always it just. Such an interesting thing, story. Yeah. Like how much clearer it makes the story. Yeah, it's, I, you it makes that. you wonder how. <laughs> like, how is this complete? How did it get this bad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it, it's, it's just. So anyway, so there's the end of Nimrod, and the end of the prophecies. Now, let me, let me ask, ask you a question about Nimrod. Something that I, so. This is gonna be opinion, obviously, because I don't think we have an answer for this. But oh, I've got an answer, Brandon. Nimrod was really old. No, he died at like two hundred and something. That's a long. That's a that's a long time. Well, I know, but okay, you got it. Okay, according to this, um, Noah lived to be nine hundred and fifty years old. Shem lived to be six hundred and something years old. Uh Nimrod lived to be 250 years old, but he was killed before his time. He didn't die naturally. Mm -hmm. Every generation after Noah lived shorter and shorter and shorter. And the tradition is up until Moses, who lived 120 years. Mm -hmm. And then that was, that's the cap. Supposedly, you know, in Jewish tradition. That's a good, like, um, yeah, that's a good, like, religious explanation for it. But, like, doesn't make any Hey, Brandon. <laughs> That's just the way it is, man. Okay, but what about Abraham? Abraham was younger than than uh, Abraham was younger than Nimrod, and died younger. Younger, yeah, he died before Nimrod. So he was, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. But Abraham, Abraham was born. Remember, well, he was a few generations after. Yeah, he was because. Nimrod Nimrod was the great grandson of of Noah. So there was like And this... then and but Abraham was 20 generations later. But I'm saying so the like you have Noah living almost long past his 20th, you know, generation. He almost lives longer. You have you have Actually, Shem dies later after Abraham yeah. in, at 600 some years. Yeah. So anyway, it's just kind of the, it's just the way, I don't know. There's all, there's, there's all kinds of 
ideas out there on sure. on why like you know the the generations were shortened and shortened yeah, and shortened so. you know and people think of different genetic things and all this different yeah, there's stuff there's probably a thousand so. different theories for that yeah but i'm saying but i'm saying also though that would make sense though why these these guys like noah and shem were so revered and you said it in the last podcast you're like they're like the gods yeah they're like much. the ancient ones they're like the ones that were there yeah, yeah. i mean if you're, you think about it noah was living whenever abraham was born isaac i think too yeah he was Probably. still he was still living the guy that had gone through the flood the guy that for the, all intents and purposes the guy and his kids the, they were the, all the, still alive. the father of the entire race yeah and yeah yeah he was yeah actually yeah the new adam yeah basically yeah because if you think about it that everybody was descendants of him the re the great reset you know, you know what's weird? Can I tell you something that's weird? What? So how many people were on the Ark? All of them. No, there was... Two. Supposedly there was eight, right? Yeah. According to the Bible, there was eight yeah. on the Ark. In the ancient Egypt, there's this there's this godhead called the Ogdode. Okay. You heard that? Yeah, I've heard of Ogdode. Yeah, it's, there, it's eight. Okay. And they're basically... Male and females, four four males, four females. Oh, and they're like the ancient gods. That's it. That is interesting. Yeah, put that in your G Wiz file. Yeah, I don't have anything more to say about that. So, well, so here we see the the total fulfillment of prophecy, or you know, the prophecy in the book. Of course, it's going to fulfill its own prophecy, but but you see the the four stars prophecy and Nimrod's own dream fulfilled. You know. Yeah. So, and then there's that garment that they start off with, and that garment, like, is was given to Jacob, and later on, Jacob has twelve sons, but he gives one special garment to a little guy named Joseph, the youngest, his Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. What What's funny is like. And with this allows you to understand why his brothers were so upset. They're like, "You, why did, why would you give?" But he's, mm-hmm. but Dad, we've done all this before. And actually, the, in that says it is like, "Oh, he was just the favorite." It, ex- it, I actually listened to. It explains. I didn't get a chance to mark it, but it explains why the the actual firstborn of uh, Leia or whatever. Mm-hmm. didn't get it he went in into one of his father's wives yeah i, I remember i've read and, and it says and he lost his birthright and that's why it was given to the firstborn of rachel got it so there's the whole there's a whole thing connected there but i'm saying so that whole story about joseph and his coat and stuff of many colors may be the same very garment and then it's destroyed so when they sell him off and have to rip it up. Fools. Did you know you're ripping up a magical coat? 
I guess not. Or they they got to make it, you know, it just didn't go the way they planned. And what are they going to do? And that's Probably why. smelled pretty bad, and too. And that's why. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing's like thousands of years old. That's why Jacob knew that his sons were lying to him. Because he's like, they're like, a lion killed him. Oh. Like, yeah, if he was wearing that coat, oh, a lion killed him. Oh, actually, that is a... part of the thing. Is that actually they've. He's like, yeah, that's true. Anyway, now yeah. we're talking to generalities, but <laughs> but actually, what happens is. Jacob, just real quick, Jacob has has they come back to him after they've sold off Joseph and and brought him part part of the garment dipped in blood. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, you need to go out and the fir- find the first animal that you get. That'll be the one that killed him." And they find a wolf. They have the wolf come back, and he's he, and and then. They were they bring they trap the wolf they bring it back and the wolf starts talking to Jacob, or yeah, yeah. and it says, "I didn't kill him," because Jacob says like, "How could you have killed him?" That's and yeah. you're yeah, it's like you, this is the garment that you know gives him dominion. How did that even happen? And he's like, "I didn't," but he doesn't tell him what happened. Yeah. Anyway, so. There you go. There's like thing a bunch of stuff that doesn't that's total random. But I'm just saying so anyway, it's just an interesting thing this stolen garment, this garment that was given all the way back. And the tradition is found in the Bible somewhat. Yeah. You know, Loose, and loosely mentioned loosely here and mentioned there. and you'll hear it, you know, for some reason Nimrod's this great mighty hunter and 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 Amraphel. Yeah. And it but it all comes together. So anyway, so there's the the end of Nimrod, the end of Abram versus Nimrod. So this is the one that would be Abram strikes back. Nor or This is gonna I was just gonna call it Nimrod's end. Nimrod's end. Nimrod's demise. Yeah. Cool. So it's funny how much of this... First... Or we'll just call it the red streak. <laughs> Imagine a little Esau running the red streak. <laughs> I don't know why we had this imagery of him being naked, but like... Because he's all hairy. He doesn't need clothes. He doesn't even have to wear clothes. But, all right. Well, um... Good, good, um, good job today, Mark. Yeah, and we'll go back because, uh... Yeah, we did go forward in time quite a bit, so we'll go back. There's and... there's a whole thing on uh, Abraham and Isaac, the mm-hmm. sacrifice that's different, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch on Sodom and Gomorrah and that's their right. wickedness. I don't know if we're going to have time. No, but... we'll do that next time. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Sodom and Gomorrah and, yeah. the, and the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. There's a lot more stuff than you even think so until next time uh keep on rocking and rolling (laughs) (laughs) all right all right bye